Hey everyone, welcome to The Path of Me. I'm your host, Wendy Hutchinson. Just wanted to let you know real quick, I'm gonna be um, speaking at a global conference in a couple of weeks. If you're interested in attending 30 speakers, five days, it's gonna be epic. You can check out the link that I'll put in comments for you guys if you're interested in, uh, in joining us. I've got the incredibly talented Candace Alexander, artist, Lake Charles, Louisiana artist with us today. And I can't wait to deep dive. Welcome, Candace. Thanks for joining us. How's it going? Yep. Thanks. Really good. I was looking back. The last time we talked was two years ago, March. You had just been through three back-to-back -back hurricanes. Oh, God. It was like Laura, Delta, and then Zeta, which was crazy and devastating. And um, you were actually like, I think I'm going to go out and do some field studies and I'm going to just pack my van or I'm going to pack my Jeep or whatever and, and hit the road and uh, do some sketching. And, and that is that where we left off. That was two years ago. And think about everything that's happened between then and now. There's so much. Yeah, two years ago, I, uh, I had, uh, I guess it was two summers ago, I got into some I got into an art show in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and I had an older RV at the time. And then I guess a week later, I found that I got into another one in uh, Boulder, Colorado. I'm like, oh God, I, I need to go buy a new RV so I can put more stuff in there. So I went and bought a new RV. I drove to Jackson. I found my marketplace. And uh, the guy happened to be my client. And I told him, I was like, if it starts, I'm buying it. And so I bought this RV and it's got a garage in the back. And uh, yeah, I went out to... I told my workers, I'm like, guys, I'll be gone for uh, three weeks. And I was gone for two months. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it was, this was, I guess, on the tail end of the COVID. So I was, I was, you know, in northern New Mexico, kind of, kind of isolated. And uh, I didn't really know to go home or not because of the, both my workers had COVID. And I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit here. And that's what I did. I just literally stayed in New Mexico there was a lot of days I just sat I ditched the RV I rented my car my friend's car and I'd go camp up uh, by the ski valley by the river sometimes and uh, I made some art uh, made a bunch of art up there and um, came, when I came home it was time for this show uh, in, in 2021 uh, the Red River Rebel is where I'm at doing a show right now Shreveport You've been doing this show for 16 years, you said. Yeah, 16. Yeah. What's it like going back and you know, reconnecting with, I know you have regulars. I know people who roll through every year and, and you make these connections and your booth is incredible. I can't imagine how much it's grown from that first year to now. It's like, a, it's a thing. It's a production now. <laughs> One of my artist friends called my booth the Taj Mahal yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. It's like, it's legit. I'm sure the Taj Mahal over there is doing okay. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> but we're we're doing good. I mean, we're we're down from the 2021 was our, 2021 was like everybody let loose out of their houses from the COVID. So that was a phenomenal year. So we have 2021 goals in mind. <laughs> but we're not doing them, but we're, we're up there. So 
I'm sure you've changed a lot as an artist over the years. I know everything you do is coming from your heart and you're taking all this information in and processing and then, you know, creating from that space. And we were talking about before we got on how you're not um, just grinding as hard, you know, as you used to. And I'm wondering what, what that's felt like for you just to be able to take your foot off the gas for a little bit and, you know, just be with yourself. I mean, I've, I've kind of always grinded since I was little. I mean, I was doing 4-H, I was drawing, I was, I didn't have art in school, but I was always doing something. Um, we didn't have much money growing up. My, my parents were farmers. And so like for the past 22 years, out of college where they just kind of spit you out and like oh, go into debt go be a teacher like us and we don't give you business courses or advice just go I've always sort of had that I've had to have that hustle um even if I didn't have to hustle it's sort of ingrained in me and so you know for the last 22 years as an adult working not knowing what to do what I was going to do that hustle's always been there and even if you know, I've, I've got a little bit of money saved or whatever. That hustle's still there. And finally, for the first time this year, uh, I told myself, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not hustling. I'm going to make what I want to make when I want to make it, unless it's like a commission that, you know, I feel compelled to do. Um, I'm going to do it. But other than that, I've just, I've kind of let the reins go of the business a little bit. And um, now I don't know what to do. There's nothing to worry about. So it's like, oh, that's yeah. The gift. So sometimes I find, I've, yeah. I mean, sometimes I find myself like it, it maybe could seem like survivor's guilt or worrying about having nothing to worry about. It's very <laughs> strange. It's very strange. It's a very, it's a very interesting position that I'm that I'm in because. I don't know, um, you know, and then the, the COVID wasn't that long ago. So that kind of, I kind of feel like that place of, you know, the, the lockdown and stuff, like I kind of feel like that place again, but it's now it's by choice, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think when we give ourselves a space and grace of time and silence, a lot comes up. Yeah. You know, a so lot that's, of things. That's where I am this year. A lot of things come up that we can avoid when we're when we're busy and not not really look at like I think COVID for a lot of people that time brought a lot of truth to the surface like you can't avoid things with busyness or you know you gotta you gotta sit with yourself for a while. You know, that wasn't by choice, obviously, but I, I do know that when people create space to just be present, you get a, you get a lot of awareness, you know, about yourself. Yeah, I was uh, recently talking to um, one of the sheriff candidates in town, and he mentioned something to me that I never really thought about. He's like, you know, during the COVID, uh, the, the whole like um, drugs got much worse after COVID because people had to sit with themselves. I mean, I, I'm assuming that that's the reason, but I just thought that was a very interesting. 
you know, pain is, a, you, pain is a tough thing because if we can have the stress tolerance to kind of sit through it and be with it within ourselves long enough, there's something beautiful about moving through it and then being able to let it go on the other side. But I think it's such a really hard thing because people avoid it because it, it hurts, you know, and, and obviously addiction is a, is a way a lot of people cope with life and pain, you know, but what they don't realize is until you heal it and sit in it, it will chase yeah. you. It will haunt you. Your yeah. Life. Yeah, I've also realized, like, with, you know, I feel like I've had my kind of head in work, and then I come out of that, and I'm like, what's going on, you know? Um, okay, that's that's really the way I feel. Uh, so, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very interesting perspective. So, now I'm like, where have I been? Oh, this is what, this is what freedom looks like. And I, and I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to gauge that because it's there's so much freedom you know yeah um yeah. so yeah so now I'm trying to... up, right like a little guilt like maybe I should be dot 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 maybe I should you know but then you go no I don't have to do that actually I can just enjoy my day if I want drink my coffee play with my cat <laughs> you know yeah yeah, go to the waterfalls of North Carolina. I thought about rolling the. There was a thought the other night I had. Uh, I thought about just packing up this Taj Mahal booth and heading to Nashville. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but I don't just really like know much about Nashville. So. Like just do this pop up somewhere in Nashville. Yeah, just roll it up there. And, but I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know enough, enough about Nashville to do that. So, yeah. How have you changed? you know, as a person from the beginning of your career, just think about who you were just starting out, you know, a hungry, hungry artist, you know, really wanting to make a, make your way in the art world and express and share what was coming out of your soul to this place where you can really have this luxury of freedom. What have you noticed in your journey? What has really moved you into all of these different gradients of growth and expansion and what have you learned about yourself on the journey um so like i like i said i've been doing this for almost 22 years out of college i didn't i didn't know what to do out of college and so i had a baby printing press and i guess to navigate what how to make ends meet um i would take the printing press and just guess what people wanted you know, I would do these little mandala series or I might have done a frog or um and then I started doing the fleur de lis and then that that pretty much consumed uh about a decade, 10, 12 years of my whole body of work because that's that's what was speaking to people. Um for a while like that was speaking to me. And then after uh, you know a decade, I'm like, oh God, I've got to. I've got to go back to my roots and do the things that like I wanted to do, even if it was a frog or a bug or, you know, the whole arts and sciences sort of ideas. And so that's kind of where I'm at now is, I mean, I'll still, of course, show and, and sell the Fleur de Lis, but 
um, that's kind of evolved into back to my roots of, you know, oh, I want to do a dandelion study and read about it and learn about it and share about it and tell the story about it. You know, not that the Fleur Lee body of work didn't, um, but now I'm I'm back to like, you know, sort of that little kid mentality of like, just, just drawing for fun is where I'm at now. And I don't know what to do with it sometimes because that should be a free space, a, a free, you know, a free, like, uh, that should, uh, I don't know if it, um, that should be more of like a, a freedom, but at the same time, it's like outward, you know, I it's very interesting. Always, we always want to keep that fire burning. Mm -hmm. you, you always want to keep that fire burning. And I would think as an artist that comes through creativity, whether right. it's learning about something new or going somewhere new or you know our outer world is always a reflection of our inner world and I think vice versa our inner world is always a reflection of our outer world there's a symbiotic relationship and we need to engage with that you know that creation or that spark or that divinity or whatever is driving you like it requires engagement right even sometimes Doing nothing is engagement because you're engaging with yourself. It looks like right. sometimes there's a lot of creativity like brewing in there, even though you're just sitting staring out at the water or something, you know, I would think. Yeah. I saw a, a video, I don't know if it's on TikTok or Facebook or what, but it was a, um, it said something like when I, when I paint, I don't think. Um, and some of my best, like my best memories, even some of my best pieces of art was when I was basically in a chair, feet in the river, feet in the lake, and just drawing what I saw, you know, not not really thinking much, but right, right. kind of like listening to God, you know, like through that work, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, because a lot of people aren't, I guess they're not, uh, they don't really have an opportunity to be still. You know, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, you know, just kind of just being still. I'm glad you made that choice because I feel like that's going to ignite something, that space, the grace. Yeah, of I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about um, doing a sort of like a bio narrative uh, book. That'd be amazing. You know, That'd be amazing. Hi, my name's Kent. Hi, my name is Candathina. Where do you kind of start from here? I've been following you for a long time on social media. And one thing that really comes through for me is not even your work, but your heart. You have a beautiful heart. You. And your, your following feels that. And you have this beautiful way of making people feel seen that come mm. in engage with you and children that engage with you and I love how you did this trade the other day with this kid that brought you something he made for you and so you were able to give him something and there's something really powerful in giving the people or especially kids an opportunity to feel seen. So I just want to thank you. Oh, you're welcome. 
for showing up in that way for humanity because you don't realize like how many people you really touch on a daily basis with your work with your human interaction but also your social media so thank you for being such a bright light in the world candace with your work oh you're welcome uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I did make a post the other day and, and it's like, you know, I was that little kid once, you know, um, I mean, I grew up like I, I was kind of lonely, kind of lonely growing up. We grew up on a dirt road, gravel road, had 20 kids in my high school class. We didn't have art. Um, and, you know, I met an artist when I was 11, like she came, she was working on a movie in Lake Arthur. It was called Passion Fish. It was a John Sales film. And um, I met her and the, the the moment I met her, I knew like, oh my gosh, there's a real artist. I'm going to do that one day. And I was 11 wow. and she, she kept in touch with me, um, you know, throughout my, as I was growing up. 10 through 21 I think I went and met her she was in Alabama took a Greyhound 10 years later after I graduated wow um, that's so cool yeah but she would send me you know Grey's Anatomy books she would send me some old pens paintbrushes some drawings here and there but um you know so when I say I was I was that little kid once I mean I know like I recognize that sometimes it just takes something small uh mm -hmm. you know and I mean, what better, what better occupation to have than to be an artist and, I mean, but, you know, there's carpenters and artists too, so, but I don't know, like, that was, like, that was, like, my mind was set on, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be like that, I'm going to do that, so, you know, that's kind of where the, the part about the kids, because I don't, I don't have kids, right. but that's where that, that's where that kind of inspires me to 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 go to that place you know um and I still like I I did a grant uh through high school in a high school about 18 years ago and every now and then I'll still get one of those little elementary kids coming to me and saying you know I remember you said this or you did that and, oh my gosh wow you know, that, that's kind of cool you know that is so cool um, so I'm thinking, you know, now that like it, there's not there's not the there's not the uh, the grind so much. It's like what, you know, what can I do? And so I I thought about sort of being a mentor with the whole you know being an artist, success, and also sort of steering clear um, with with kids away from drugs. You know, yeah, um, giving them an outlet that's creative and productive instead of destructive right that'll be right right huge huge right service. you know there like for me there's 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 just I mean there's not enough out there to invoke a little bit of intimidation of this is not what you should be doing so what else could they be doing you know um I don't know I, I was that, that little kid once too I was always scared of what drugs could do you so yeah I've, I've, I've never gone down the path of addiction or anything like that and so you know I feel this calling of like because I'm because I'm, I'm really sad and at the same time angry with what I'm seeing you know around you know, these kids and then their parents and just the deaths you know so I don't know like I, I feel this there's something that is you know there's something more that I think I can do I and I, I don't know what that call. is yet. 
when you feel that call, there's a real power in honoring it. You know, you don't feel the call randomly. And I feel like right now the world is changing and going through some massive transitions. And I feel a lot of people are feeling called to purpose right now, not just in their career, but in their, there's this burning flame inside their soul that is saying, maybe there's something you're supposed to be bringing, bringing to the world right now. And I feel like a lot of people are feeling that and not really knowing what to do with that because it might not always make sense. You know, it's not always right. the practical thing. It's not always the next linear um, practical thing to do. But I feel that there are just so many people right now feeling called to service. And I think mm -hmm. it's really important that we get clarity around what that looks like and not even worry about the how or the when or the why, but just take that first step and then the next you know, I really believe the road will rise to meet you when you're on your own path. You know, it just does when that's an aligned path for you. So, you know, I hope that you will honor the calling because I think you have so much to offer the world, not only through your art, but just through your soul, you know, mm -hmm. you have a it's, lot of well, art is not really a distraction right now. So it's like, what's next? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so I don't know, I'd like to figure out something to combine those two. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what that is yet, but we'll see. I think there's also a real, um, a real power in giving ourselves a little bit of space and silence so that we can feel those nudges and feel the, feel the call. If we're feeling every moment of every day with activity and, and, a lot of it's mindless, you know, it's just rushing around, checking boxes and, and checking things off the to-do list. We don't really have an opportunity to really feel our way forward. And I'm a real believer in energy and feeling our way forward. And if we don't give ourselves the grace of space, then we, we're not able to really connect in deeply and feel those intuitive nudges because we're so busy doing and kind of avoiding life. It's not really living, you know, yeah. it's just kind of running on this hamster wheel. And I'm really excited to see what comes next for you because I know art will obviously always be a part of your life, but we're also here to evolve and grow, right? And and right. expand in our in our being and staying the same doesn't really promote that, right? Right. Yeah, no, the hamster wheel is not it's not that anymore. The hamster wheel is like flex net, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting with that, uh, you know. And of course, like I'm still making art. I'm still doing things that I want to do. I'm still playing in my garage in my laser. I'm still taking commissions. I'm at an art show right now, but there mm -hmm. there is, uh, you know, there's something more than than just being a successful artist. That uh, you know, that there's, there's more than than money too. Um, so I'm I'm figuring what that what what that looks like. Sometimes we think we're like working towards something and we're going to get there. And then mm -hmm. you get there and you're like, wow, is this, is this it? 
know? That's exactly exactly how it feels. You know? I mean, I'd like to reach I I mean in two thousand six I wrote it down. Like I was I was carving an engraving and I was writing about it at the same time this lady commissioned me to do a fleur de lis. And I didn't know what in the world. I was like twenty five. I didn't know what to do with, with my life, with my career, with the job. I didn't want to work for anybody. And um uh, I wrote about I'd like to create a body of work that reaches the masses and I was engraving it right there on the left side and on the right side of my journal I was writing about it when I came home there was there was the piece that reaches the masses and it's like now what right now what right yeah, yeah. but one one thing I feel about you is you have incredible intuition you're definitely really really good about following that inner pull and really and really really being free with it you know not having to put it in a box and it has to look this way and it's going to unfold in this time but you're really good about opening your heart and you know you go and I love it I feel like I had more uh courage though like when I was 20 in my 20s like mid-20s late 20s like I'd go across the country bye by myself and I don't know these days I mean the world has changed but these days I really don't have any desire to do that anymore you know so it's maybe it's you did strange. it already you checked that box true. You know? true true yeah I think also we have to be careful to really keep that flame alive because if we allow the events unfolding around us to influence our emotions it would be very easy for us to get dismayed with the events in the world and allow that to blow our flame out and I really feel like we need to foster and protect that flame inside of us and keep showing up as our highest and best and keep honoring our inner knowing and our intuition and our guidance and also just keep adding fuel to the flame and not letting the events around us pull us off or out of our alignment, you know, that we can just really dial in because what we have control over is ourselves and how we show up in the world ultimately. And so we got, you know, speaking of of dialing in, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have all of those things dialed into our faces, social Mm -hmm. media, Mm -hmm. blue screens, you know, the news, Mm -hmm. um, we didn't I didn't I didn't have that 25 years ago on my Nokia flip phone you know um so I think right it was a simpler time right I mean I was in uh Greece island hop and then no cell phone they called the embassy like they're missing I'm like well y'all gave us two free days we had gotten caught in the but we got caught on the in the ocean on a ferry because there was a storm and we didn't show back up she never are you serious yeah but what what i'm saying is like there was no there there was not the exposure of like Mm -hmm. this kardashian mentality or that you got to be this you got to do that or this is what success looks like and you should be doing this like there wasn't all of that there either in our faces so there's that yeah i think it's so important that people realize that they have this unique spark and they're here to be themselves. We're all here to be ourselves, not to look a certain way or be a certain way or achieve a certain thing. I think every single human has value to add 
to society and it's unique and it's unique to them and you come in with the things that you need and if you keep that flame alive inside and really honor who you are and stop trying to be who you're not that alignment accelerates your life path that alignment brings to you the things that are going to support your journey but I think like you're saying this false perception of what reality is and what people like are reaching for all the time it pulls you off it pulls you away from your true nature because you're trying to be something that you're not here to be you're here to be yourself you know right yeah people I mean, don't always have the, discernment. the discernment right like what i mean i even get distracted it pulls me away sometimes you know i mean not that pulls me away but it's a distraction uh, you know but at the same time it's a tool because how would you know of my story with the kids if it wasn't for that so there's Candace, there is, i gotta just say this there's this insane cloud behind you that looks and like angelic wings turn around and check that, that out cool. <laughs> that's cool it's so cool it's just mm -hmm. majestic it's gigantic it wasn't there earlier huh yeah it was it was kind of on the side and now it's like right over <laughs> you like what am i talking to some divine being named candace alexander right now <laughs> some angelic wings over her <laughs> over cool <laughs> I was gonna go sit in the woods over there, but I'm like, yeah. I think I you're in the perfect the, spot. I could do it out the red bugs <laughs> over there. <laughs> I want to ask you what what were some of the the main influences in your life that kind of supported your journey, pulled you forward, like gave you the confidence to keep going? Um. Uh, let me see. I mean, if, if who else was going to do it, you know, I mean, I, you know, as far as like the art goes, when I was a little kid, like I would, I, I kind of had, I spent a lot of time like alone doing art as a way of coping when I was a kid, you know, so that, that kind of, um, that's, that that was always familiar to me so I always had my art you know I'd like I never took to to drugs I I never strayed from that you know I don't know if I just answered your question or not but uh well I think art was really important I think meeting that artist at 11 was real pivotal um mm -hmm. I mean what kept you going what got you here I mean you know, there, there's always been like a, a, like, you know, ever since I was little, I was like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be an artist. Um, that always spoke to me and inspired me. So I knew that I could inspire others. Uh, but I've just always stayed true to that because, you know, I never wanted to work for anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the more that, you know, even though my art speaks or even though art speaks to people there's something that is reciprocated when it speaks to people it, it, it speaks even more to me or the artist you know so that's that's inspiring like those little kids those little girls the other night 
I mean, they inspired me just as much as I inspired them. <laughs> Hands down, maybe well, more. Story real quick, because I saw that and my heart just melted when you posted that. Tell the story about what happened. They came to your booth with their mom, right? Well, um, well there was there was an interracial couple. The the guy was um, the guy the, there was again. He was an older guy, and it was an African American woman with these her three adorable little kids. Like I would say, they were. Two and a half, three and a half, four and a half. You know, I mean, they were young, and they were all carrying these little journals. And I know that there was a guy. I know that there was a guy here that makes journals at the show, and he recycles. Like Dr. Seuss will be the first three pages, but then there's just all these white pages, and there's these spiral-bound journals. And one of them, uh, one of the little girls was like kind of taunting me, and she was, I was like, "Girl, what you got there? A book?" And she'd hide it behind her back. And I was just picking with, I was like, give me that book. And it lasted, that lasted for like five minutes. And then they all kind of started playing with me and hiding their books behind their back. And I would like try to grab them. And, you know, they came into my booth and I was like, do y'all like to draw? And they were like, yeah, you know, and one of them couldn't even really talk. She was, she was so little. And, um, you know, I was like, these are all of my drawings. Like, this is what I do for work. And, um, and they were just kind of kind of walking around. You know, I don't think they took it in what I was trying to explain to them, but I think they got it whenever I was like, do y'all want me to draw, draw y'all, draw you. I was like, it was just me and this one little girl. I was like, do you want me to draw you a picture on your first page? And uh, she was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course the other two came and, and I was like, oh, now you have a journal. Now it's not hidden, you know, cause they kept hiding them behind their back. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, now that I'm drawing in them, y'all want me to, now Now it's, you know, now you have a journal. And so they were just so excited about that. And they were like jumping while I was, and I was just scratching, you know, one of them, I drew her little five second portrait, but um, it was, it was adorable, <laughs> you know, and they were so little. These are the um, moments. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the dad, he was very outnumbered. So it was three little girls, the mom and him. And he was like, you know, trying to tip us. And I was like, I just give it to my workers, you know, but you know, the parents appreciated that too, you know? And like I said, like I was that little kid one. You know what is so beautiful is your, through your art, you have connected with so many amazing people. Mm -hmm. You have connected in person. Yeah. With so many yeah. people, you know. I've I've lately I've been every day I've been saying you know opportunity exists and I've been writing about it and uh you know opportunity exists on every corner and like that's I'm gonna keep kind of saying that over and over because it's it's true I mean you never know who you're gonna meet or who you're gonna change change your life um, mm -hmm. and vice versa. So, yeah, I mean timing. Sometimes when they change our lives, you know, you don't expect it and they change our lives because they inspire you or they, they break you or <laughs> whatever it is, you know, you don't, you don't see it coming and you're like, wow, I'm different because of that encounter, you know, I'm different because yeah. that moment with those kids, you know, in my yeah. book. And then the other, the other young guy, he, I think he was. Um, he had just had a brain surgery and he's been having these numerous brain surgeries since he was eight his name was Michael 
and he's come to my booth he's got my art before and he had drew me this little uh he's I think he was 38 I think he was 38 um but he drew me this little uh drawing of Miss Piggy and it's like I mean what 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 else am I going to do I have to trade him you know what I mean like I loved it, it's though. not a one-way thing here but I love it so so I gave him a uh during our interaction there was an artist that came in my booth with a one of my eight by ten little football pieces and he was like does this belong to you and I was like yeah and he's like well last March or last May when we were tearing down I found this piece on the ground of yours I guess it had blew out of your booth or somebody lost it and now I'm giving it back to you are you <laughs> serious are you serious yeah. oh. so I gave that piece I gave that long lost piece to Michael who gave me his drawing of Miss Piggy. You know, so it was I love that I love how it just all comes or it's so perfectly orchestrated. It's so divinely unfolding, you know, the beauty of that. That he kept that and brought it back to you. That's amazing, Candace. Yeah, it's like half a year later. He's like, I was gonna mail it to you, but I just didn't have time. And and it was this piece that it's not even something that I think it was like some Mississippi bulldog flirtily. I mean, it's not like something that they're flocking to here, you know, <laughs> or anywhere, anywhere. So it's just such a random, it was such a random thing, but so Michael's got it now. Candace, I, I want to ask you, who are, who are you becoming right now? Gosh, I don't know. A storyteller. Mm-hmm. an author I don't know I really I don't know how to answer that um but there are uh you know there are a lot of stories I want to write about and tell so I'd love to create a book I'd love to put some of my drawings early drawings um sort of like a, a timeline narrative I'd love um, to see that uh, yeah you got some time now maybe you can but who am I becoming I don't know it's like you know, there, there, there are, especially in Lake Charles, you know, I've heard it, I've read it myself and it's like, oh, you know, she's come from money, you know, she, she got a boost and it's like, you know, and then that's why, like, I, I don't know, like that sort of inspires me to, well, if people don't know who you are, show them, you know, so I don't know, I'd, I'd like to write about how, uh, I had nothing, really nothing. I started from nothing, you know. Yeah. I started from uh, just passion and drive, determination that I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. If I can't do it in Lake Charles, uh, I'm going to go to Florida and build a sew a Renaissance fair tent and do it in the woods for three months and bring my printing press and do Renaissance etchings. Do you ever pinch yourself to- like when you think about where you came from and and to where you are now, do you ever pinch yourself and go, wow, that, you know how you got there, you did it, obviously, but do you ever have these moments, like, where you just sit back and you just, like, marvel at the journey? No. No? <laughs> Not really. Not really. It's like- Look at where you are. Like, you've got this Taj Mahal booth. You've got this beautiful following you have freedom 
you know, if, you have freedom. I guess in my, like in my mindset, if, if I would do that, I like, that would be sort of, and to me, like that would be like, oh, I've made it. And I've always had like the mentality of I'm just starting. Wow. So I always, like always, every year I'm like, okay, we didn't, we didn't have our most successful year last year. Let's just imagine we didn't. Now what? Except for this year. I mean, I've, I've chosen to go slower, not, not pay so many taxes, you know, not hustle so much, not work so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of see every, you know, every, every year, every day as like a new day. Not not what I've done, but what 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 am I gonna do? What's now? coming? What's coming? So, yeah. So I you know I I feel like if you or if we do that, it could create complacency with. Oh, you know, I've I've made it. But I mean, even though yeah, I'm sure I've, I've made it, but there's always what's more. I think it's I think it's our nature to continue to evolve and grow, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's an artist here that I've spoke to and I've spoken to other artists in the past and and the mentality is is kind of the opposite because, and I'm like, well, couldn't you, you know, you know, sell more of this piece and this piece? And, and they're like, yeah, but, you know, there's opportunity there, do it. But I, I don't know, like I... I, I I don't know like um the, the the hustle is ingrained in me and now it's like I'm at a place where I don't have to do that but my brain is like you know survivor's guilt like what's next you know so mm. I think you're always you're always creating and that's not just art mm-hmm I think you're a creative being by nature mm -hmm. and so you will never be someone who just stops and rests on your laurels and I think that's always going to be who you are I think you're going to create until the day you die probably because that's who you are innately maybe I mean my grandma's 83 she stays up till two or three in the morning last night she was on the back of my brother Harley Davidson at 9 30 going eat dinner <laughs> This runs in the family. I guess I'm cursed. Oh my no god! Sleep for you ever. <laughs> well, now we know. Now we know what's driving you. You got these genes inside. Yeah. <laughs> Your DNA. Brother, I mean, look, look, look on my social media. I shared it on my private page. My brother does this video of him and my 83 year old grandma on the back of his Harley. God, <laughs> go and eat dinner at 9:30. <laughs> man i love it you come from some some solid stock man if she's on the back of a harley in her 80s most yeah, people are in bed by that time <laughs> she's going out i don't know she was well the other day like she she was in the va on the veterans home for a few months because she had she had gotten this virus or something and she was throwing up and she went down and so she was kind of in rehab at the va's home and then she got out a few weeks ago and uh she was like, oh, I'm worried about the COVID shutdown and there's COVID already there. And I'm not taking the vaccine. And and uh, so she's back home. And the other day I went to visit her and I'm like, what, what time do you go to bed? 
was thinking like eight, like it was like eight at night. I was brought her a burger and I was like, I'm thinking like it's time for me to go, you know? And I was like, what, what time do you go to bed? Two. <laughs> where does she live? Does she live near Lake Charles? Where does she live? Jennings. She said two to three. I'm like, what are you doing? I think when you get older, you don't need as much sleep for some reason. Like old people don't sleep. They're either up at the crack of dawn, oh, dark 30, or they, you know, or they can't go to bed and they only sleep like four or five hours or something. I don't know. There's something about it. <laughs> I don't know, but she doesn't need much. But if you look on my Facebook, she's smiling with her helmet on. I'm going to go check that out. Don't. Don't eat. <laughs> Where, where can people find you? Like, I just want to put your contact information, you know, out there for people. Do you sell online or is it just in person at your studio and on the road or how's that work? Uh, the brick and mortar is downtown Lake Charles. Um, it's on Ryan street. And then I have a website. It's CandaceAlexander.com. And then uh, my social media presence is mostly active on Facebook and it's, um, Alexander or, or Candace Alexander Art Studio or Candace on Alexander. So are you on, you're on Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's um, Instagram. It's just another platform, but I, I am there. And sometimes it cross posts, but I don't really uh, turn Facebook. on anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those older generations. You know, Instagrams for the 2030s, right? <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Facebook's from the older crowds. Um, don't, don't date know, me now. Don't date me now. Well, Facebook, you know, Facebook is. I like the whole Meta platform with ads and stuff like that. So, I mean, you can do it on Instagram too, but I'm, my presence is mostly on Facebook. I think I, I wanted to ask you one last question or two last questions before we head out. The first one is, um. What do you what do you feel your impact has has been through your art on the world? What have you what have um, you you've brought through your your body of work all these years to the world? You know, it's you know, art like to me, good art tells a story. And for a little while now, I've I've realized that. Um, you know, when someone buys a piece, a piece of me, my art, and they put it on their wall, you know, suddenly I, I kind of own the real estate in their home and of their energy and of the conversation and of anybody who sees it and talks about it, you know, so it's just, it, it's this energetic thing that, 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 you know, through my art, even if it's through an original or, or hundreds of prints, thousands of prints, um, there is that dialogue of who I, you know, like what's inside of me on their wall that's also being uh, sort of, um, uh, I guess that energy is being expressed even when I'm not around, which is really cool, so which cool. is really cool. Yeah, that's I cool. bought this piece of your art several years ago. I came in your studio and met you, and I bought this piece of your art, and it was like a circle of fleur de lis, and it had the words 
to the YouTube song around the outside. And it was a very cool piece of art. And I had to come back and pick it up later because you were working on it or whatever. And I'm telling you, I work with energy. And I held that piece of art and I felt so much energy come off that piece of art. It touched me energetically to speak to what you're saying. Your soul was in that piece of art. And I know you create art all day long and you do all kinds of stuff, but there was something really special about that piece for me. And I hung that in my healing space, working with clients, still there. <laughs> and I want to tell you what, what you got going on energetically, Candice, is so powerful and beautiful. I think the world's a better place because you're in it. And keep oh. doing what you're doing. Have you seen the uh, the Las Vegas doll, the sphere? Yes. And I want to go there yeah. so bad. And I just saw a video that you too was performing there. Well, that's what that's what just came to mind. It was like you were talking about the circle and the U2 and the words and the sphere came to my mind. But yeah. That place looks so amazing. I can't imagine seeing a concert in it. And they said that they can change the, I mean, the the imagery. So it just looks like it blends into the landscape and does it looks invisible. I mean, that's pretty incredible what they're doing right now with technology. Pretty cool. That piece that you got, I did it in 2012, apparently when the world was going to end to my calendar so that was the that was the piece and i stayed up in the middle of i stayed up all night in the lafayette mall in the mall in a kiosk that i had built and i stayed up all night for a couple nights end of december in 2011 doing that piece i was in the mall creating it trying to get it done before the first of the year wow. you know in case the world in case the world ended, case the world ended. i'm glad you did <laughs> But I'll tell you what, there's so much in that piece because when I sat down and actually really was super present to the art, there's so much in there. There's like symbols and there's like just numbers. There's like so much cosmic stuff in there. I love it. See, and, and then you say that and it's like, you know, I, I the, the Taj Mahal 20 by 40 booth that I have right now, I don't even know if I have one of those framed up and it's like, you know, they're, 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 it's crazy, but there is so much detail in, in pieces like that. And it's like, that's, that's what sort of kind of calling me to write the book is, is just to get it, just to get the stories out there, you know, just love for you to, out there. I'd love for you to put more energy into that because I think, that the world needs to know. And I think it's important that we tell our story and not let others define who we are with their story about who we are. (laughs) You know, so many people, so many people have something to say, something to say. And I'm like, that's your story. That's not mine. (laughs) You know, they, they, my mural got painted over last year and a half ago, downtown Lake Charles. It was on the side of my studio it was a huge massive tree of life community project we worked five six years on it several artists it was heartbreaking we put, we put art in schools we 
we got washing machines to people's family. I mean, we did a whole bunch through the community and the mural got painted over. And it was the strangest thing, you know, the noise. Um, people were, people were uh, sort of mad at me and mad that why oh well it was just amazing it was like me no i know and none of it makes sense but a lot of things in lake charles don't make sense (laughs) not if it's the industries and the chemicals it just doesn't make sense (laughs) i don't know it was like it was this big community thing of a bunch of artists and you know all they heard was my mural got painted over and i'm like why aren't y'all upset because our mural got painted over but it was just the noise it's it just the noise and so it's that that kind of struck a nerve in me and I'm like you know what if people don't know who I am I'm going to show them so I started advertising on tv I started doing a bunch of reels last year and that was what motivated me to have my best year last year it was if people don't know who you are show them and um uh, yeah. now this year I'm like eh I'm good now I'm not like <laughs> easy now still advertising on tv but there was something to that uh, because you had the best year ever when you really came yeah i mean that was what it was i'm like okay so they don't know i'm going to show them and it worked it worked for me it worked and Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it just made me so tired because it worked so good (laughs) but now i'm like taking a break you know (laughs) but i think the main thing is that we know ourselves when you know yourself, when you own and claim yourself, then no one can touch you. Yeah. That's what I've found. It's like when you get into a place where you're so aligned and dialed into who you are and you've worked through your stuff and you've let go of all the baggage and all the garbage that we tend to haul around with ourselves and limiting beliefs, whatever it is, then no one can touch you. And people can think whatever they need to think about you and do whatever they need to do to try to harm you. I just, I just had somebody hack my social media and run up $1,100 worth of ads on my social media. Like I didn't even know they had run all that. Who did? Some, somebody who didn't like something I posted on my social media. I posted something about being like standing in your power and being soul sovereign and what that looks like and what that means as a being when you own and claim yourself. And they didn't like that. And they felt threatened by that. So they hacked my account and then ran up. I didn't realize because I never run ads that there was this ad running every day, like every day for like over a month. It was $1,100 when I looked and I was like, holy shit. But, you know. That's like $12 a day. No. No, it's more than that. It's like no, it's like a, a month. It's like thirty something dollars a day or something. I don't know. I never look. I just happened to click on this button, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Your account is past two eleven hundred dollars." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, they just dropped it. Uh, but they fixed it. But what I'm saying is, people get triggered by us being ourselves, and then they make up stories and they attack you or whatever they do. But that doesn't define us, does it? we just got to keep going so i honor you thank you so much for spending some time with me today i love your work 
I can't wait to see what's next for you. A book, um, a program to help kids get off drugs, whatever it is, whatever you put your energy towards is always magical. So I can't wait to see what's next for you. I hope you take, take some time, breathe, take yeah. a picture for a bit, regroup. And then I'm going to come back and hit you up in a couple of years and we'll have more to talk about. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Candice. Hope you have a great right. show. Finish strong. I'll talk to you soon. To my audience, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys had a beautiful time with us. Don't forget to love yourselves. And remember, we're a community and I would love for you. You can leave voice messages that I can include on the show. Um, I'll put the link down below. Love to hear from y'all. Have a great day. Bye.